Ah, the Democrat Party. Remember the best and the brightest? John F. Kennedy administration. Nowhere to be found. The worst and the dumbest. The worst and the dimmest. That was John Fetterwoman. His brain is no better than Joe Biden's. And they were together on stage on Friday in Connecticut. Embarrassing the nation. Man, oh man. Let's go. I want to shoot through a couple of, so to speak, not to get the Democrats all riled up with their, you know, habit of shooting everybody everywhere. Let's uh, let's go to soundbite number one. I want to get uh, some Democrat stuff, and then and then we'll uh, get to, uh, again. It was just talking about Chicago and the madness in Chicago. We could go down the list to Baltimore and you know, New York. See, in New York, they're going to lynch another person who defended himself and his girlfriend against an attacker. And the Democrats are on the side of the attacker in every instance. On the side of the criminal, they're anti-police. They're against self-defense. They're against the Second Amendment. They don't believe that you should have a right to defend yourself against someone that's attacking you. Don't believe that you should have the right to defend your store and your property against people that are stealing from you and looting everything out of your store. They're on the side of the criminals. They are the Democrat Party. It's their children. Let's uh, let's go to... Uh, Let's go to Joe Biden. He, um, this, again, on Friday, I just can't get enough of this one. And, uh, and in fact, these two make me laugh out loud. Here is uh, Joe Biden. Queen Elizabeth II died nine months ago. Joe Biden went to the funeral in Great Britain and England and London. And, and on Friday, he apparently forgot all that. All right. God save the queen, man. I, looking around, can't figure out which way to go, doesn't know which way to go off the stage. Somebody had to get come get him and hold his hand, uh, take him to the Cracker Barrel for his favorite pancake breakfast. He is, he is not home. Uh, but we've got a news media that shields him, that protects him. The Chinese know that he's not home. Uh, we sent Anthony Blinken to go meet with his Chinese counterpart and ended up meeting with Xi Jinping, and I guess the photo op looks like Xi Jinping is totally in charge and, and uh, like Blinken and Nod is just, just mouth hanging open, uh, looking completely witless, not in control. But there it is, God save the queen, man. Man, key to that whole thing is man. God save the queen, man. I was uh, saying God save the queen, man, to people over the weekend in a variety of circumstances. And... And I'm 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 a little upset. I think even one of our tweets has "God save the Queen" without "man." You got to have the comma "man" because that really makes it Joe Biden, doesn't it? You may remember Joe Biden uh, last week also came up with a brilliant idea to build a railroad as infrastructure. I've been working on a railroad all, all the live long day, and um, Joe Biden plans to build a railroad across the Pacific Ocean then apparently across some land in Asia, and then across the Indian Ocean. This is his plan. I talked about this on my Newsmax show the other night after Joe Biden said it, and a nice lady posted it on TikTok, on TikTok, which is run by the communists, but posted the video clip of my show on Newsmax on TikTok, and it's the last time I looked was yesterday, and it had more than 1.5 million views, Uh, Joe Biden. 
with his brilliant idea. Here's Joe Biden's brilliant idea for a railroad going across the Pacific Ocean. How does that happen exactly? And then uh, some of Asia, some land, and then the Indian Ocean. This is his idea. Well, we're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. I could go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. From the Pacific uh, all the way across the Indian Ocean. And the New York Times sees that in the Washington Post and CNN and ABC and uh, NBC, but they got George Stephanopoulos and Chunk Todd and their Democrat Party apparatchiks posing as journalists. And he's got plans. It's a plan, multiple plans, in fact, according to him, to build a railroad from the Pacific and across the Indian Ocean, which is a feat never before accomplished, but he might be just the guy for the job. You know, his son Hunter was on the board of Amtrak, another no-show job that he, that he got because his father was then a senator. Why would that be a problem? So Joe Biden is, uh, he is uh, brain damaged. He's brain damaged. And then there's cringe. Cringe on Pierre is the White House spokesmodel, the uh, raggedy Andy of the, of the, the White House. And she, uh, is it Andy? I guess she's raggedy Ann. She'd be Ann. Well, I don't know. We haven't asked, have we? Because uh, she, uh, she identifies as a historic figure. She just can't articulate it. This is a historic administration. I'm a historic figure, and I certainly walk in history every day. But this is also a historic-making administration because of this president. This is also a historic-making administration because of this president. It's a a historic-making, I think, did you mean a historic administration because or history-making? Uh, it's one or the other. But she's the spokesmodel for the president of the United States. She didn't catch herself. She, that's a historic making administration because we believe DC should be a statehood. That she also believes DC should be a statehood. She's the spokesperson for the. She, when she leaves this job, she'll make millions of dollars from corporate entities and maybe be hired by CNN or MSDNC. They like liars as long as they lie for the Democrat Party. And that's uh, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing stuff. She, uh, Mm, 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 mm. and believes that D.C. should be a statehood. It's bigger than a neighborhood. Yeah, it's bigger than a neighborhood because it'll be a statehood. It's kind of like, you know, in the hood. Uh, cringe. I just, uh, I love the short one to the historic uh, figures because she, she's, uh, she's the spokesperson for the president of the United States. This is a historic administration. I'm a historic figure, and I certainly walk in history every day, but this is also a historic-making administration because of this president. It's a historic-making administration because of this president. It's historic-making. So we got Joe Biden. We got his spokesmodel, Cringe, as she is commonly known. And then you've got the senator from Pennsylvania. Uh, his, uh, you know, he's got, when he's got security, uh, capital security with him, his call sign is, is Carbuncle. His code, name is call, his code name is Carbuncle. And uh, here is uh, Senator John Fetterman, he is wearing, he was on stage with the President of the United States. And to say that he is not a snappy dresser would be very, very generous. And here is John Fetterman trying to explain himself. And now I'm standing next to the President again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here. And he <laughs> is here to commit to work with the, the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure the that we get this fixed quick. 
fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the inflation uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this, all across the America getting rebuilt. Right. I'm standing next to a collapsed bridge here. He said, pointing at the president of the United States, there was a, a collapsed uh, section of I-95. Um, not in Connecticut, but he's standing next to a collapsed bridge because when you're a Democrat, this is all fine, isn't it? Yes, it is. Just uh, just amazing. And that's a member of the United States Senate, a Democrat from the state of Pennsylvania, who's standing next to Joe Biden, who he described as a collapsed bridge and infrastructure and... Uh, I, I, I couldn't even take notes fast enough to write down all of the mangled words and turns of phrase there. Now let's go to the uh, Democrat delegate, the non-voting delegate. I live in, the, in Washington, D.C., in the District of Columbia. I have a non-voting delegate as well because it's a federal district and I choose to live here. And uh, so I don't have two senators. Thank God I'm signing the cross. And we have a non-voting delegate, Eleanor Holmes Norton, who uh, crashes her car into everything. Every time she gets into it, she bumps into furniture. She doesn't. She has no idea what's going on. She hasn't for 30 years. Um, and from the Virgin Islands, the Democrats have Stacey Plaskett, who shows up in hearings to throw grenades and say outrageous things uh, for the Democrats, and the media applaud like seals. And and uh, here's Stacey Plaskett on MSDNC over the weekend. Did she just say that President Trump should be shot? Having Trump not only have had the codes, but now having the classified information for Americans and being able to put that out and share it in his resort with anyone and everyone who comes through should be terrifying to all Americans. Mm -hmm. And he needs to be stopped. And he needs to be shot. She she caught herself, though, which is more than you can say about cringe. But the truth slipped out there. He should be shot, stopped, stopped. He should be shot, stopped, she said. She's a, a Democrat. But when you're a Democrat, that doesn't make the papers. That doesn't make any news. He should be shot. It's MSDNC. And the idiot on DNC is sitting there saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? That's right. We're going to do that? That's, uh, that's your Democrat party. In the morning of the second million MAGA march, when it erupted in violence and burned churches... He began that day with the tweet, we have just begun to fight. Now, none of that is related to reality at all. Stacey Plaskett in uh, one of her lunatic fringe hearings being a lunatic. Now, you guys did torch St. John's Church, the historic church of the presidents, across from the White House. You guys set that on fire. So uh, there's that. And you guys have been burning churches all over the country since the leak uh, of the Roe v. Wade decision out of the Supreme Court. And how many Catholic churches? I think more than 300 Catholic churches alone have been attacked since then. And we still haven't gotten to the bottom of who, which Democrat leaked that. There's a Democrat woman from a rich Democrat family working, I believe, a clerk for Sonia Sotomayor. That is my working hypothesis. And 
You guys have been attacking churches since that, and the assassin showing up at Brett Kavanaugh's house with a gun and extra magazines and kidnapping tools and burglary tools. And where's that guy? Is he running for office now in California? Something like that? Just amazing, isn't it? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, let's get to, uh, let's go to John Carl. Let's go to John Carl, who is a, a reporter and anchorman for ABC News. I think he was sitting in for George Stephanopoulos, who is a Clinton administration official slash journalist at, uh, at ABC Fake News. And here's John Carl yesterday. They've got a poll, and he was alarmed, alarmed, I say, shocked to find that the poll shows that President Biden and President Trump are neck and neck within the uh, statistical uh, margin of error. A poll from Quinnipiac on a, on a possible Biden-Trump match matchup puts Biden at 48 percent, Trump at 44 percent. This is a poll, again, uh, taken largely after the indictment. Uh, I mean, that's got to make you a little nervous. That's within the margin of error. That is a statistical tie. Talking to Donna Brazil, the Democrat political apparatchik slash uh, media figure, and he's shut. That's a sh- sh- that's got to leave you uncomfortable. That's within the statistical margin of error. Donna Brazil was sitting there. The race was close before the indictment. The race is going to be close no matter what happens. So what does that say about now? Biden? If what, he's what barely beating, no, or in some polls it, actually, it, it, say, it says that the country is very divided. It says that that's the not country what it says. is is really looking to get beyond 2020. It says a lot about where we are as a nation, not where we are in terms of who's personally popular at this time. It's, it said about getting beyond 2020 when Joe Biden was elected. Is that what it says? It says that the country is divided. That's not what it says. Um, that's, uh, no, that's, that's not what the poll says. It says that uh, Joe Biden is the president of the United States. And with the hate machine that has been unleashed on President Trump, it says you still can't uh, keep him on the plantation because because he's so terrible. That is, you know, you guys, the the hate, the hate, let me just uh, say. And John Carroll was, what does this mean? You heard the, is the incredulity in his voice. I, I can't believe this. How could this happen? Well, John, maybe you should, you know, get out and talk to some people outside of the newsroom every now and then, see what's going on in the world. Hey, I've got uh, breaking news for all my fellow Americans. Biden's dangerous plan to force all of us into a digital dollar goes live in a matter of weeks. The clock is ticking out loud no matter what they tell you. It's not something that's going to help you or me or anybody else. If you don't take action today, it might be too late. The Federal Reserve will be deployed in phases with the initial launch taking place on July 1st of 2023. couple of weeks. It's called Fed Now. And nobody's getting fed. Many Americans will be completely taken off guard by all of this. Everything that you've worked so hard for over a lifetime is at stake. But there is a way for for us, for Americans, to legally opt out of the digital dollar before it's too late. Call my friends at American Alternative Assets to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will educate you on how you can protect yourself from a failing dollar, volatile stock market, and, and uh, do it with gold and silver IRAs. So give them a call today at 888, the number 4-GOLD-20. Call 888-446-5360. Don't let Biden force us all into this government new digital dollar scheme. Call 888-4-GOLD-20. 888-446-5360. Individual results may vary. 
There's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal, tax, investment, and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Trump should be shot. Uh, I mean, uh, stopped. You know, I didn't mean to say shot. I meant to say stopped, but, you know, what accidentally came out was shot. Trump should be shot. Uh, But don't hold that against me, because I'm a Democrat. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear, around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. So lately, I've been on a mission to change the way people view their finances and to encourage people to overcome obstacles and adversity. It's just more and more important to me every day. So I've teamed up with the folks at Life Surge. Life Surge is a one-day faith-based event where you'll walk in hungry for success and you'll leave ready to build your resources to leave an impact on others. We're talking faith-fueled finance, growing resources, crushing obstacles, and then, yeah, using it all for something way bigger than yourself. I'll be joining Life Surge in Cincinnati on Saturday, August 3rd. Joining me in Cincinnati is Nick Vujicic, the man with no arms or legs that speaks about his trials and triumphs. Soul surfer and author Bethany Hamilton, Duck Dynasty's Willie Robertson, and author and pastor Craig Groeschel, star of CNBC's The Prophet, Marcus Lemonis, and Bethel Music. That's Life Surge, Cincinnati, on Saturday, August 3rd. Tickets are on sale exclusively at lifesurge.com. I hope to see you there. All right, I'm going to uh, get back to the phones shortly. But we have a a short block here, as they say. I want to share with you the crooked FBI. I've got uh, the crooked Anthony Fauci and the Wuhan Red Death and Dr. and Senator Rand Paul coming up for you on the origins of the Wuhan Red Death and the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan, China, where the communists reign supreme. Uh, But here's Congressman James Comer, chair of the House Oversight Committee, talking to Mark Levin, the great one, uh, last night on his Fox News program. Congressman James Comer talking about um, getting to the truth and the FBI and the Justice Department getting in the way and and the news media, of course, James Comer. I think we've done as much as we could do uh, with the obstacles we've had to overcome. No one thought I would get bank records. No one thought we would get access to the Treasury cabinet's suspicious activity reports, but we have. We, we would not take no for an answer. We kept fighting, and, and we prevailed. We kept fighting, and we prevailed. But there's more because he addresses the FBI when we come back, and then the Wuhan Red Death and the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the big lie that we've been told on that front. I knew the truth all along, didn't I? Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. as much as we could do uh, with the obstacles we've had to overcome. No one thought I would get bank records. No one thought we would get access to the Treasury. You know, the Treasury Department, these uh, suspicious activity reports, SARs, more than 100 of them involving Hunter Biden and the Biden family. And Joe Biden's Treasury Department stalled and stonewalled and, and uh, refused to respond to Congress engaging in oversight. And the news media was all in with the corruption because, you know, the corruption doesn't work if the news media is not in bed with you. Fortunately for the Democrat Party, the news media is in bed with them and, uh, and heavily, thoroughly lubricated as well. Let's go, to, uh, let's go back to Congressman James Comer, chair of the House Oversight Committee, trying to get to the bottom of all of this. And this is key because they've got whistleblowers on Capitol Hill going to the Senate, going to the House, and they've been uh, speaking to... Lots of FBI whistleblowers. Now listen to this, because this is this is key to everything. When we got access to the suspicious activity reports, the mainstream media said there was nothing there. Well, this is what we found, Mark. We found that uh, wires were made to Joe Biden's family while he was vice president from Romania and China through these shell companies uh, to nine different Biden family members. So we found a lot of things out when we had access to Treasury. Now we know about this Form 1023 that alleges bribery. What we know from our informants and, and from our uh, sources Listen. in the FBI is that the FBI never investigated this. The FBI never investigated anything. Remember, President Trump made a phone call to Ukraine to ask a question about the money, millions, as it turns out, being funneled to the Biden family out of Ukraine and Burisma. And Burisma was under investigation by the federal prosecutor in Ukraine. Joe Biden made sure that prosecutor was fired. The owner of Burisma continued to funnel money to the Biden family. That's called quid pro quo. Remember all the discussion about quid pro quo during the Trump administration? And how dare President Trump make a phone call? Well, somebody should have. Maybe the FBI should have. But what Congressman Comer, chair of the Oversight Committee in the House, just said, with the whistleblowers, the documents from Treasury, the bank records, said, well, the the FBI didn't investigate any of it. None of it. The FBI should be disbanded? Honestly. And Congressman James Comer now, uh, we were playing uh, Fetterman, Fetterwoman, and uh, Biden. We have at the Chris Plant store, we have T-shirts and coffee mugs, the, the uh, Biden Fetterman in 2024. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh We also have Department of Deep State, since that's coming up in the next sound bite. The Department of Deep State, we have, it's the State Department uh, seal. And uh, we just added one word, added one word. The, uh, and it's uh, very subtle. It's very tasteful. Looks very official until you look at it closely. And then, aha, uh-huh, I see what's going on there. Congressman James Comer uh, last night talking to Mark Levin on the great Mark Levin program, The Great One, on the Fox News Channel. Congressman Comer. There's a pattern here where the federal government 
The, the deep state bureaucracies have turned a blind eye to Joe Biden. Our job in the House Oversight Committee is to follow the money. The deep state bureaucracies, the permanent government, the permanent bureaucracy, the deep state, the FBI didn't investigate. They had the laptop long before anybody had the laptop. They've been sitting on it. They've had all kinds of documents for years showing Biden family corruption and inexplicably, perhaps, or perhaps explicably, the FBI, a corrupt deep state, if you will, part of the permanent bureaucracy, the interagency process that they're slaves to the Democrat Party and the and the Biden administration and the Democrats, quite obviously. They didn't investigate. For how many years did they not investigate? And are they lording it over the Biden family and the Biden administration and abusing their power in ways that we're not yet aware? Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to the phones. Hey, wait a minute. Cut it out. We've got Mike the you know, we were just concerned last week that Mike wasn't okay. And he called in last week and now uh, uh, twice. This is this is great. Mike the Lib is on the line from Gainesville, Virginia. Mike the Lib, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Yes, Chris. Yes, I I, I I didn't think we had any suspects yet for those shootings in Chicago. So I don't know how you could have uh, checked their voter registration and which primaries they voted in so you could call them a Democrat. I really think they're probably just un, unregistered voters. Unregistered well, yeah. voters, that's the soft bigotry of low expectation. Everybody's registered in Chicago. The dead are registered you know, in Chicago. I'm and, not sure about that, Chris, but you'll have to, you know, uh, and, and, until we get suspects, you really can't call them, you know, Demo- you know Democratic shooters. And you you also can't? Have to know, no, no, no. And also you should know that the Democratic Party is responsible for acquiring all the land of the contiguous 48 states west of the Mississippi. That's an interesting, unrelated, fun fact. No. Well, it is. No, no, no. I mean, because, because, <laughs> and the Democratic Party at the time was the conservative party, too. Okay? No, that's not we true. That was party. that was never yes, true. We were. That's yes, a, we were. Yes, that, we that's were. A, that's a, that's we were the conservative listen party. Listen to throughout, throughout, Until Woodrow Wilson. We did not become progressive until Woodrow Wilson. Really? And you were uh, the yes. conservative party. And we were the conservative party in the United States. Yes, they were. Now, Woodrow Wilson was a segregationist racist that supported the and KKK. And he was also a progressive, too. And he, yeah, that's right. And he was also a progressive who was a racist segregationist who supported the KKK. You're the phone. All right. Did you just go underwater? Are you on the submarine near no, Newfoundland? No, no, no. I, no, I said he was in, from, from Richmond. He was a southerner who moved to New Jersey, so he did have those proclivities. But also, he had those, listen, we had those proclivities. Yeah, also, also, also Actually, he's from Garfield, he's from Stanton. Also, you claim that Garfield was shot by a Democrat. He was not. He was shot by a Republican. He was shot by a Republican who didn't get his office that he was expecting. Because when he shot Garfield, he said, I'm a stalwart, and, and Arthur is a stalwart. He's a uh, in that in that case he was he was a Republican. He just keeps repeating. You, you just keep saying the same. You don't know how to have a conversation. None of you know how to have a conversation, do you? No, no. He was a Republican. Uh, you've said that about eight times. Stop talking. You're repeating yourself again. Now, now, Mike the Lib. Um, 
You said that in Chicago, we have to wait until we have arrests, which will not happen. And the uh, how many do we have? 55 shootings, nine killings in the two days into a three-day weekend. And uh, a city that votes uh, like 98% Democrat every time. And you say that I, I'm jumping the gun here. I'm jumping to conclusions. I, I shouldn't say jumping the gun in this context, should I? Jumping to conclusions, suggesting that in Chicago, the shootings are at the hands of Democrats. Well, I'm going to stand by that. And when you, uh, here's what I want you to do, Mike the Lib. I want you to find a Republican responsible for shooting somebody in Chicago at any point, at any time. And let me share this with you also. Um, the reason the Democrats... There you go. You're underwater again. You're, what is, do you know how to use a phone? They're registered. You have to figure out if they're registered. If they're not registered, it doesn't matter. They're not Democrats. They aren't registered. No, they are uh, Democrats. No, they aren't. They're Democrats, even if they're not registered. They're Democrats. No, they aren't, Chris. They're not. They're basically not interested in being part of the political. I know how you. I know how you Democrats like to, you know, uh, cross your eyes and dot your T's, as it were. But here's the uh, here's the thing, Mike the Lib. Uh, Democrats are fighting. They've got a nationwide campaign going to get the vote to guarantee the vote to everyone that is currently incarcerated in every jail and every prison in America. That's true, right, Mike the Lib? No, it's after they're released, they're able no. to have their, their right voting rights no. restored. No, Some no, states do have, no. You know, I mean, because, no. because the administration of the jails could have an undue influence on, on, on the prisoners. No, 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 so, so no, 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 you're, you're, you're not keeping up with the news. The dep- no, no, you, well, you, you don't, it was in Florida. Try to have, try to, listen to them, they're all nuts. Florida was until the Florida Republicans changed the requirement. They're all completely nuts. Mike, the libs are fighting to get the vote to everyone. No, they aren't. You just, you don't, you're you're very impolite. Um, did your mother raise you I mean, to be this impolite? <laughs> well, Chris, when you're wrong, I have to speak up. No, well, I'm not wrong. And, uh, and, and okay. so you shouldn't speak up. Now, the Democrats are fighting to get the vote. And you know why, see, this you're uh, taking the, the zing out of here, because the, the reason they're doing that is because they know that prisons are filled with Democrat voters. And you know that they're fighting to get everybody the vote the moment they're out of jail. That's step one. And to get everybody the vote while they're in jail. Now, uh, Mike, you're a lot of fun. Uh, but, you know, you called and said, well, you can't say that they're, you know, unless you find their voter registration cards after they're arrested, nobody will be arrested. And uh, and if they're not registered Democrats, you can't say they're Democrats. I can tell you they're not Republicans, and therefore there are Democrats. But honestly, uh, Mike, it, it is. Uh, I'm glad you called in, and I'm glad to hear your voice. I really am. I'm glad you're up and taking nourishment. I'm glad you're out and about. I'm glad you're well. Uh, but we laughed when we we saw on the screen what you were calling in to say. Chris is jumping to conclusions about calling the gunman in Chicago Democrats. <laughs> is supposed to be a happy occasion. Let's not bicker and argue about who killed who. Exactly. Is that bicker and argue, Mike, about who killed who? Just because Democrats. You know, if you could find a uh, Republican. Liberals try to, they say this, uh, massacre the anti-Semite tree of life uh, synagogue in Pennsylvania. Oh, he was a Republican. And, and there's no reason to believe that at all. But Democrats go around saying it anyway. Now, the reality is everybody, these 15-year-olds going around shooting people and the 19-year-olds shooting everybody in Chicago, they're not Republicans, Mike. 
And in America, you're a Republican or a Democrat. In Chicago, you're not a Republican or a Democrat. In Chicago, you're a Democrat, all right? Until proven otherwise. That's the deal. All right, now let's, uh, speaking of communists, let's get, uh, let's get to the communists because, um, well, how much time do we have? Let's get to Rand Paul. we got to get to Rand Paul first. Senator Rand Paul is also a doctor. He's been violently attacked repeatedly by Democrats. He was on the softball field when the Bernie Sanders volunteer and fan of the Southern Poverty Law Center showed up and shot Congressman Steve Scalise and wanted to murder everybody there that day. He was attacked by his neighbor who broke his ribs and punctured his lung. He was attacked while leaving the fourth night of the Republican National Convention in the South Lawn of the White House while he was with his wife. He knows a thing or two about the Democrats, doesn't he, Mike the Lib? Uh, Rand Paul was on with Maria Bartiromo yesterday on the Fox News Channel talking about the Wuhan Red Death and the Wuhan Institute of Virology. This is a big deal. This is an article by Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi. And in it, and Alan Gutentag, in the article, they revealed that the first people to get sick from COVID were three scientists that they worked in the Wuhan lab with the bat scientist, Dr. Xi. In fact, one of them, the one they think that was the first scientist to get sick, the first person to get sick, was one of the ones creating these new viruses, viruses not found in nature. This is the gain of function research. And so this essentially closes the deal. What I'm going to try to pursue now is whoever revealed this, if there is documentation of this, it's all supposed to be declassified tomorrow. And that legislation passed unanimously. If we can get that, if we can get those records and actually put it out there for all the public to see that the first person that got sick was a scientist at the lab, then it's a done deal. We know it came from the lab and everybody can just admit it. I shared this story with you last week, the Michael Schellenberger, Matt Taibbi story about the records and the Wuhan Red Death. Now, the government will try to keep this from us, and uh, the Republicans on Capitol Hill are trying to get it out to the public. The Democrats are trying to conceal it because they're a lot closer on the political spectrum to the communists in China. What other possible explanation could there be, Uh, Dr. Senator Rand Paul? There are people estimating that the next time this happens, the next time we have a leak from a lab, that between five and 50% of the population could die from another man-made virus. So this is very, very serious. This is up there with nuclear arms control. This is up there with the danger of nuclear war, but this is much more insidious. It's harder to trace, but still millions of people can die from a man, man-made virus. The Democrats run an organization of the Voluntary Human Extinction Movement. It's a movement to exterminate uh, humanity from the planet Earth because They don't like people. Uh, They like trees, which they then arrange to burn uh, by not grooming their forests, but grooming their children instead. Uh, Dr. Rand Paul. The blame equally should go not only to Chinese authorities, but to Anthony Fauci. Uh Uh-oh, Fauci. Here it comes, Fauci. Saying the next uh, virus, uh, like the Wuhan, could kill 50% of the population of the planet Earth. Half of the 4 billion people and the Democrats uh, guarantee a shrug and say, well, you know, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, right? Uh, also, Bill Gates, the uh, Silicon Valley uh, tycoon, has been in China hanging out with Xi Jinping, and he's been funding a lot of this type of research. Look, Bill Gates has been over there recently. Bill Gates is the largest funder of trying to find these viruses in remote caves and bring them to big cities. So what happened in China is they went eight to 10 hours south of Wuhan, two to 300 feet deep into a, la- into a cave, found viruses and took them back to a city of 15 million. 
There are many, many scientists who think that Bill Gates is wrong in funding this, that our government's wrong, that the Chinese government, that really we don't need to be searching for viruses that may never interact with man. I've talked about this many times that the bats in question, the virus from which the Wuhan Red Death sprang, those bats don't live around the city of Wuhan. They live eight to ten hours drive away from Wuhan. And they live deep in caves, two, three hundred feet down in caves. And the Chinese scientists went and got them. And uh, Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci helped with the funding. They bring viruses that we may never interact with. They bring them back to the lab, but then they manipulate them by combining them with other viruses to create viruses that don't exist in nature. But this has largely been funded by Bill Gates. He, he funds the WHO more than most countries do. So there's a responsibility there, and I don't think he's not, I think he's well-intended, but I think he's inadvertently helped to create something that the biggest danger to mankind right now is something that he's been funding, and that is finding these viruses, taking them back to the lab, and manipulating them to make them more dangerous. Seemed like a good idea at the time, and then uh, one more for good measure at Anthony Fauci. This is a man, Anthony Fauci, who said in 2012, that this kind of research to create new virus was so important that even if a pandemic should take place, that it'd be worth the knowledge. I think there's several million people, particularly a million Americans, who would question whether that was good judgment or not. So yeah. whether or not he was um, some you know, poor judgment or not, it was incredibly bad decision to fund this research. You think? Um, yeah, with our tax dollars, and uh, medical doctor, Rand Paul, United States Senator, putting it out there yesterday in the morning with Maria Bartiromo, and he's calling out Fauci, and he wants to make the documents public, but watch our own government close ranks to try to prevent those documents from being made public. Last week, I told you about the college professor in Pennsylvania named Matsukas, remember this? Who was caught on video repeatedly having sex with his collie, a dog. You know, Lassie, come home. And uh, Matsukas, it turns out he's a big Democrat Party donor. Mike the Lib is going to say, well, I need to see his registration card. Uh, he's donated more than $1,000 to Democratic candidates and committees and zero to Republicans. You'll be surprised to learn the, the dog-dating college professor in Pennsylvania. He's donated hundreds to Elizabeth Warren's presidential campaign. He donated to Hillary Clinton's campaign. He donated broads and horse-faced lesbians. He, he donated to John Kerry. He's a horse-faced, uh, not a lesbian, though. And, uh, well, maybe it depends on how you score. Um, yeah, so the uh, professor, Matsukas, uh, gave to Elizabeth Warren, gave to Hillary Clinton, gave to John Kerry, has only given to Democrats and has not given to Republicans. And that is about as surprising as... <laughs> sure. Themis Matsukas. He's a, he's a college professor. I think he's on a leave of absence right now. I hope the dog rescue people got into the house before, you know, he gets away with this anymore. Going to have to come back tomorrow now. The 
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market. Rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.